Janine. This is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Standing by to join me is Fernande Rain, founder of the History Company Lab. Did I get that right? The History Collab. Collab. It's just the sort of History Collab. That's all right. <laughs> and producers, Gabe Hostin, Sydney Clark, Anya Dua. We're going to talk about empowering young people through narratives, the past, the future, and their role in the world. And how history is a whole lot different with the Untextbook Project. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank I you. Was, I was so intrigued when I heard about all of you. I heard about this. This is a podcast in which teenagers, you're interviewing leading historians, bringing you the power of good history so we can build a better future. And I thought, where were you when I was struggling? As I said, my least favorite subject. What is this? What has this been like for you? We can start with Anya. What has this been like for you to be involved in this? Yeah, I mean, I would say one of the coolest parts, probably my favorite part when I talk about on Textbook, is getting to hear about the other producers' uh, episode topics and then listen to their episodes once it's out. You know, there are so many topics that I would have never even known about, never even learned about in history class. Um, right. One of our producers did something about... Um, like gender identity in Native American communities. And it was so cool and really just enriches my view of the world. Amazing. Sydney, I see you nodding your head. Yeah, pretty much because Anya touched on a lot of what I was going to say. Um, this whole experience um, overall has just been great. Um, I've gotten to meet so many cool people just not even on like a level of you know their topics just as you know a person but um i will say that not only have you know hearing the diverse topics um that my other uh producers have um made i also think it's just really cool to um be a part of a project that's so like detailed in terms of like the podcast realm. Um, I am a podcaster myself, but I've never been like actually in the scenes of doing all of this in the process of having like an official show. So overall, that's been really cool to tap into that and just be a part of like the process itself. It's amazing. And Gabe, you're the host? Yeah, that's me. Super cool. How did you decide on that role? Was that just given to you? Yeah, I mean, I I mean, I honestly don't even really know the intricacies of why I was put in this role, <laughs> but I think we, you know, we were all just like a team at one point. I mean, we're still a team and we just came together and had like lengthy conversations about our interests and everything and like what we, you know, want to look into and read into. Um, and I don't know, I guess like Fernanda specifically was like, oh, you have a nice voice, Gabe. I was like, oh, thank you. Um, you know, that's cool. And she was like, you know, like, you'd be good as like host. And like, that was kind of like how like the just the line of um, you know, our talk went. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm down. That's great. Is that how it went down? <laughs> <laughs> She's nodding her head. <laughs> that's absolutely how it went down. I mean, in general, the whole process has been it says that we're um, not just a teen podcast for teens, but it's also teen led. So every decision was always made by the whole group. So particularly in the beginning, uh, the, the group was a group of 15 teenagers and me, and we had no money and uh, just an idea. 
And we thought, well, we want to build the best podcast we can possibly do. How is this going to look? And we made, we created the name together. Um, that was uh, uh, Hassan uh, Javed, who was one of the podcasters in season one, um, who came up with the idea that we had this brainstorm about it. We uh, collectively decided on who the um, production team would be, the professionals who did the, the technical side. And um, we collectively decided on the host. We collectively decided on everything. Um, and so it was it was a very uh, fun process of figuring all that out. Right. And um, yeah, that is how it went down. You know, I'm listening to all of you and I'm thinking one of the things that kind of occurred to me like an epiphany in the past 80 plus weeks of the pandemic is to really have a purposeful, meaningful life, I feel like you should always um, have a curiosity for life, never stop learning. And so what you're doing, you're going to take this with you no matter what, this experience, right? I mean, you probably have learned things you'd never imagined. What do you think, Sydney? Yeah, I mean, as I said before, um, I've taken um, all of these, all of this experience um, personally because um, I again, I'm a podcaster myself, but um, I will definitely apply like a lot of the behind the scenes stuff that I've um, witnessed and experienced into my own life. But in terms of what I've learned um, from the stories of my other producers and the great um, people who have also been a part of this project, I'll never forget it. And I'll never forget the people and the friends and just the <laughs> amazing um teachings I've, you know, have learned along the way with all of this, I think that everyone at least once in their life, not necessarily um, in a podcast project or group, but they should at least, at least once in your life, um, get involved in something that will cause you to be amongst different people from different backgrounds with different stories just to gain new perspectives. And I, cause truly you do learn a lot, not only about others, but about yourself and about the world and sure. you do take that with you um, along the way. So yeah, pretty much. I feel like it's a gift because you you're just meeting these people and you're learning things and you're, you're meeting people you probably wouldn't normally get to meet. Gabe, what's it been like hosting this? Hosting this has been a great experience for me. And like, it's slightly different from the first season to the second season as during the first season, I was also interviewing an author um, for, for their book. It was like salt, sugar, fat, or maybe a different order, but it was like that. I was uh, interviewing Michael and he, you know, it's just amazing having to read a book. Cause like, obviously like we all read here, especially history books and just like getting to know like the behind the scenes thoughts of like why they did the certain things they did in the book and just like them extrapolating on what they found. And as a reader, being able to like delve into um, the questions you have, like post reading is just like amazing from my experience. And then this second season is solely hosting. Um, and I get to like, even before the episodes are put out, like I'm, I get to read through like some of the introductions and see like what my fellow podcasters are putting out. And like, I'm like, wow, like I'm just all honestly blown away. Like I just today, like did a recording session for uh, season two. I remember I was reading uh lap Nguyen's podcast episode and he's talking about like how literally the premise is like how most Americans are like underwhelmed by the president. Like not like no matter who it is, like all mm -hmm. past presidents he's been saying. Sure. And he thinks that like a lot of them, 
like everyone thinks like oh it's based on character like if the american public just like decided better on their leader and about their character and about you know their history like we would have a better president but he's like no that's actually not what it is um he almost thinks that the job of president is almost too much to really be uh successful it's mm-hmm. like too big of a project almost and he like elaborates on that through um through uh this reading he did and i you know like stuff like that kind of just like makes me think and just makes me like wow like there's so many cool perspectives to be explored through podcasts yeah. like this are your friends amazed at all the different things that come up in conversation i mean you're probably sharing with your friends like hey i met this person i did this you have such a dynamic experience a very unique experience anya did you want to add to that yeah i mean i definitely think so one thing that i would say uh is a huge privilege about working at untextbooked is that fernanda brings a lot of experience in working in history and in nonprofits. so she already has some connections to authors but at the same time she teaches us how to reach out to people that we've never talked to just cold email people so i think first that's a really great life skill and then also it's just really cool to have her as a mentor in finding these connections And I definitely would never have thought to reach out to people that I did. I would have never thought I would get an answer. And we did through her guidance. So I would say that most people don't get that opportunity. So I think I feel really lucky. Fernanda, that's a tremendous skill set that will carry them through life because I would have been very nervous personally. I I now will um, tell people like you have to be a detective. If you see a book in the newspaper and you see an author that looks interesting, reach out to them, Google them, find their publicist, just send a nice email, follow up with a phone call. But I would never have thought this, you know, at your age, and I would have been apprehensive. So bravo. Well, I mean, that part of it was was always funny and terrifying. I mean, our premise in the beginning was go big or go home, right? Don't be afraid of anyone. Like, just ask anyone. Like, the worst thing that can happen is that they say no. And generally, that's a pretty good, uh, I think, an important life skill to have. It's something, like my dad always said, he's like, why should you be afraid of every, anyone? Like, if you have something that you're really passionate about, put it out there. And what's going to happen? They'll say no. And it's like, that's that is a great life lesson, right? And so with these uh, podcasters, um, uh, we did, we tried it and anyone, people came in with super famous authors. Anya last year said, I want to talk to Jill Lepore. And I was like, yeah, right, Jill Lepore, like we're going to get Jill Lepore. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you know what, just try, right? The worst thing, like, and then you try and you try through the publicist and you try yeah. again, you do the sleuth thing. Like, who do I know? Who knows this person? Who knows yeah. this person? And um, you work your way through it. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. There are a lot of people yeah. who wanted to get and they they couldn't do it. We only had one guy actually just flat out say no. Um, uh, but that's, you know, most of the time then people just didn't answer or they said I'd love to. Or, you know, the worst case was I'm really busy and I can't. Yes. Um, never but that's, take it personally. Never, never. take it personally. Yeah. And just that's like, that's what life is, right? You never... Yeah. Like you try it and if it doesn't work well, you try the next thing. And that's sort of how we did the whole thing. And yeah. So I think those were parts of it that, that I, I I hope everyone took with them because it was, it was terrifying and, and awesome at the same time. But unless you're a little bit scared, you're not actually growing. Right. Right. Uh, Do you, you probably all feel that you've grown tremendously. I'm here. You're season two, right? What are some, um, were there some big learning curves when you first started this off in season one? Did you want to start it off, Gabe? Yeah, I mean, I will say, I think me and Fernanda actually talked about this on another talk we were on. Um, but there were definitely like hurdles to jump over. Like for one, like 
especially before I came to college, like I didn't really check my email very often. Like, you know, being like a, you know, teenager, <laughs> we we're just, yeah. you know, we're kind of just out doing our thing and like, yeah. we're not, Oh, I got to check my email, be productive all the time. And like, no, like all, all the jobs I need to do. So I would check email maybe like <laughs> three times a week. Oh, no. And you know, <laughs> like obviously now being in college, I'm like, how did I survive? Yeah. But like, that was just, you know, being a teenager, sometimes that's the case. And like, I'm not on top of all my like messages. And yeah. so that was a hurdle that we had to do, like communicating intergenerationally, um, just seeing like, hey, we need to be more timely in our responses. And that was a hurdle we jumped over. And I think like right now we're more timely. Yes. Speaking of intergenerational, was this part of the Encore.org? Encore um, gave us this award ex- like ex post after season one. So they um, they selected it as sort of a model intergenerational project, yeah. uh, which is fun for us uh, because um, most most adult entrepreneurs or adult project leaders uh, don't directly work with young people in designing the work that they do or the projects that they do. Mm-hmm. And I um, I feel like that's a, a a big loss for a lot of those projects and a lot of the the, the work that they do. So um, not only is this, does this project give us uh, a great product of on textbook, but it gives us a voice of uh, really on the ground of what, I mean, these are all teenagers that know their peers and they know what people are interested in and they're creating something with a market in mind yes. and understanding what the challenges are. And that's what education reform should be tapping into. Right. And I not- agree thinking some egghead in some university creating another framework for another, I don't know, theory of something um, where what really is needed on the ground is stuff that kids want. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I feel like people don't spend enough time talking to students, asking them, what do you want? What do you need? Right? You know, 100%. honestly, to, to build off of that, I feel like that's like a main theme in like why we do what we do because you know in school let's say like we get given textbooks and it's like hey like read through like these like 10 chapters that you need to know to to memorize and all that but honestly what we're saying is like for a lot of people that is not really the that is not the the best uh venue of learning for a lot of people you know some people more visual learners some people are more auditory learners versus like reading And this podcast kind of gives those other people like a better venue and just more, especially more engaging, I think, at large for people our age and honestly, people in general. I would much rather listen to it. I could not get through those textbooks. Forget it. I was also just going to add on to what Gabe was saying. I think something that I really noticed is that there's a place and an interesting topic in history for everyone. So if you're interested in food, so Gabe, you were saying you did your book on food. If you're interested in sports, fashion, war, like literally anything, there is a a historical phenomenon concept, anything that you can look at and it will reveal something important about that time, place, change, continuity. And I think that's just really cool because it means that there's something for everyone to learn through and they don't, we don't really talk about that in like schooling. Um, and so that's really what I've learned from untextbook. textbook. It's amazing life skill. I mean, you will forever be a detective or researcher. You'll have these different hats you throw on. Sydney, what about you? 
I definitely agree with what Gabe and Anya were saying. I think that um, to piggyback off of their points, our podcast um, really does just let you know, kids and other teens or people around our age just know that history is more than just learning about um, the Civil War and um, just, I don't know, typical like world history and all that stuff. History is very diverse. History can be fun. It, it's not just clinical in all types of ways. And it really took me some time to really realize that I used to be the person who was like, mm, yeah, I don't like social studies. It's not really for me. It's really boring. But it wasn't until I took time to do, you know, unlearning my own unlearning of, you know, the nuances that go on with our, within our educational system and took, you know, learning into my own hands to really explore um, a lot of the great history and diverse history that um, is really out there. And I think our podcast as a whole really taps into that because um, we're essentially giving a new venue um, to learning, as Gabe said, and really breaking down you know, a barrier in that way. Yeah, it's amazing. Anything else you'd like listeners to know about this? Well, one thing that's on my mind is that listeners can know that uh, we are extremely interested in launching a season three. And in order for that to happen, uh, we would love to have partners who think of either how to spread this in their networks or put advertisements in the in the podcast so that we can fund it because um, it's always best to do this uh, in a crowdfunded way. I've got to say foundations are not the greatest partners for youth projects because they don't really understand the power of youth led projects. So it's very hard to find actual foundation money for this kind of work. So it's okay. all been crowdfunded. All right. Everything we've done has been through individuals because <laughs> literally we can't even get in a foundation's like, you know, uh, calendar, right? That's so because, surprising. I know. So I know. They won't even answer the email, right? Like they just kind of, you send them this passionate email and they're like, oh, that's nice. Or not even, you get nothing. You get crickets. So they're like, yeah. okay, fine. We'll just find our money on the streets under every, like we'll look under every rock until we have the dollars we need. So I guess one thing they should know is that that we would love them to dream with us and, and build another one, but also that young people, we want to grow this and have people do this more, right? If young people yes. are interested that they can contact us and be a part of season three um and that this is the more people there are that want to do this kind of thing the 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 more it can grow i i work a lot internationally now and there's interest in every country i go to they're like oh my god we want to do on textbook like russia i'm like oh my god on textbook russia that sounds amazing sure (laughs) right i mean it's it's so globally transferable the idea you know get smart kids to read cool books, get passionate about them. And I mean, what, what's not to love, right? And then the episodes are amazing. So it's, yeah, that's, we're, we're, we're open for co-dreamers. Okay, so walk me through, let's say somebody's watching this and they're in another country or wherever they are. How would that work logistically? What would they need to do? Uh, well, the first thing you would need to have is, uh, I, I think that really the only thing you need locally is, a group of teenage of teens, two or three teens, who can recruit a diverse and interesting other group. Like our first group was three people, and they had their friends, right? They they found through their network. It was Anya and Victor and Jenna, and the three of them found through their friends and friends of friends. They found the first. They recruited the first network, and then for season two, we had it advertised and recruited those. Because so the first thing you need is three smart kids that can 
or teenagers, young, young adults that can find other people that are amazing, right? Um, and then uh, either finding a producer uh, um, locally or some funding for someone who can help on the production side, that's all it really takes, right? Great. It's not, it's not rocket science to get this done. Okay. Anything else any of you would like to add? You know what I wanted to ask maybe you, Sydney, is what are some of the topics you've covered? Well, this is my first season. Um, I wasn't here for season one, Um, but uh, this season I actually dived into exploring um, a lot, well, some of the um, history of African-American politics, specifically in New York City. And that was definitely um, a interesting topic to cover because I personally have always been very passionate about learning more about the history of African-American culture and history um, overall. But this was a new perspective um, for me that I was not privy to at all. So yeah, that was really great. Um, and I really had a lot of fun. Um, and I learned a lot from recording that episode. So the first season I interviewed Jill Lepore, Professor Jill Lepore, um, on her book, These Truths. And we talked about the long lasting legacy of the American experience on politics. And then this season, I talked with Professor Odd Arna Westod about his book, The Global Cold War. And we sort of discussed, uh, U.S. involvement in Afghanistan, which is very timely, and how that impacts the way we look at our country's values. So I've definitely been looking at like a national politics lens and how has our past impacted our present um, and then our future. And I also just wanted to add quickly onto that, that what matters to me and I think the whole team the most beyond, um, you know, getting larger is really just like having our podcast impact people. And so what like I would ask to anybody who is listening to this radio right now is just to look us up on Spotify or Apple podcasts and scroll through the episodes. I'm sure there's one that's going to have a topic that really piques your interest and give it a listen, try it out, give us a chance. I feel like you'll really, really like it and share it with your family and friends. And that was really what mattered the most to us. What's really incredible. The more I hear all of you talk about this is that Like I said, this is something, I mean, Anya, I listen to you and I think, how did you know how to interview these people? Where did this skill set come from? You know, you have this great confidence. These are skills you're going to take with you throughout your lifetime. And this experience could shift you into a career related. Anyone else want to add anything before we wrap up? Nope. Okay. Well, I can't, can't wait to see what's next. I'm just amazed by this. This is really incredible. I can't tell you how much fun it is to work with these young people. And as much as as Gabe knows that I've torn my hair out over the fact that they don't read their email, um, it's it's the most incredible project I've ever worked on in my professional life. And I it's a privilege to work with these young podcasters every day. And I'm as amazed as you are. You got to see them now in 20 minutes and uh, watching them with the confidence they have with these incredibly famous professors and authors with their curiosity and their passion for topics and seeing the the equality and the evening out of hierarchies when they both meet in the same passion like that's what just you know lights lights your heart on fire right it just lights you up and it makes you realize that this is what education really should be 
Um, and we're extremely, we feel extremely lucky to be part of this model, right? This is what learning should be. It should be about connection and about life and about humanity and about the world and about excitement and passion and all that stuff. So yeah. thank you for giving us a chance to share. I, I, um, you're so welcome. I want to add one more thing. I'm, I'm so aware that we're in a mental health pandemic. So you are also fortunate that you get to do something so meaningful. You probably get so excited when you get to meet these new people and you learn something new and you challenge yourself. You probably are surprised that, wow, I could actually do this, whatever that thing is. You didn't think you had it in you, but you're doing it. Gabe, you're hosting, right? Maybe that's something you always wanted to do. Or maybe you're like, wow, she saw something in me I didn't even realize. But the point is, like, there's a lot of people that are really going through it right now with the pandemic. And I think this is an amazing experience to keep you guys uplifted. And my show after all is called Get the Funk Out. So I was just gonna ask you individually, like what do you do when you're having a tough day? Hmm. Like what's your self-care look like? Do you, you know, when you're stressed, what do you do? I can start. Hmm. I know that I really like to go on drives. I just take my sisters and make them drive to like, McDonald's drive through with me and listen to music and just talk um, or like take a really long shower, anything that resets my system. Um, Yeah. But what I wanted to say also just on like, you know, having something you never thought you could do. I wasn't planning on doing an episode this season and we like literally just had our release uh, party. So we we just released the second season and a couple weeks before Fernanda texted me and she was like, hi, Anya, do you want to like do an episode after all? And I was like, oh, in two weeks when I'm applying to college. Um, and then she really just like fired me up about it. And I, yeah. I just did it. And I actually don't even know how it happened. But I think the moral of the story is that sometimes you like if you have the right support system, you can do stuff you never thought you could do in a short amount of time. Um, so yeah, I think just if you don't try, you'll never know. So. Wow. Sydney, did you want to add something? Um, yeah, just to piggyback off of Anya's point, it really does take a village when it um, comes to being able to just conquer anything. Um, but to answer your question, um, normally when I um, am stressed or just not feeling a hundred percent, which is unfortunately, quite often when life is very fast paced and you're doing a lot. Um, I normally uh, turn to either music um, or books because I feel like those are really two things in my life um, or just in general that I really feel like can feed a soul. Uh, Books really take me to like a different place. It really just is a good book to mute everything and music as well. Like you feel it like throughout your body. I know that everyone at, at one, at one point in their life, has listened to a song that you can genuinely feel it like throughout everywhere. Um, and if I'm not doing those things. I'm, I'm writing because, uh, again, I feel as though, um, writing, you can just write like anything you're, any thought, um, it, it doesn't have to be uh, sophisticated. It can be um, as unprofessional, as colloquial as you want it to be. And no one has to see it but you. And exactly. yeah, those are normally just the things that I do to clear my head. I love it. Anime, but besides that. were so much better than mine. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> I take back my McDonald's drive-thru story. I went to McDonald's. No, I like it now, but you're <laughs> Ice cream, definitely. 
Well, I have really loved this. Could you throw out the website one more time for people? And I put all the information on my show blog, by the way. Um, yeah, oh, untextbook.org, by the way, is the website. Okay. Um, and also, just to answer your question, like, I feel like just like Cindy was saying, like, our lives can be so fast paced, and so many things are thrown at us at one time, and our heads just get full of everything we need to do. Mm -hmm. And like, for me, I really just like not only want to like mute everything out and like fill my head instead with music and books, which also is like a great thing to turn to. Sometimes I just want to like turn off my, my own thoughts. And like to do that, a lot of times I feel like a nice little nature walk just does the trick. Just walk outside and it's like silence if you can. And it's just like all your stress, all your thoughts just seep, seep outside of you. And mm -hmm. you just, just walk and just like focus on your breath. Don't focus on your thoughts, just focus on your experience. And like, a lot of times that helps me. Um, the drive that Anya's talking about honestly can do the same trick a lot of the time. And yes. just stepping out of your head and into your experience is yeah. something that I love to do. And also, as you all know, connecting, connecting with people, new people, learning something as you're all doing. I love it. And I really think that with our podcast, I hope that like we can connect with people out there and let them connect with their passions. Cause you know, we, again, like Anya has been saying, we have something for everybody, like, like everything, like pirates to like African-American history to like the history of overpopulation, any interest you have, any passion you have, like not only like will our podcast potentially like um, give you that, but you need to just search, search yes. for it. And that's, and I think that's um, a message everyone can take. You bet. Well, thank you all so much. I really enjoyed this. Congratulations. I'm just in awe of all of you. Amazing. Thank this you so great. much for having us. Thank you. This was such a treat. Thank you. Absolutely. I love coming on this radio. Thank you so much. You're Thank so you. welcome. Thank you so much.